Elementary music teacher friend, you love what you do, but you might feel unappreciated and, in fact, unseen some days. You may even feel like you're on a music teacher island and just want to connect with other music teachers who can relate to both your struggles and wins when it comes to teaching elementary music. I get you and understand completely the feelings you're having. That's why each and every week, the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast will provide you with solo and guest episodes that will help you realize you're not alone in your music teaching journey. Throughout each episode, my goal is for you to be able to walk away with actionable steps and ideas to help you feel like you're ready to take on the new week with whatever challenges may be thrown your way. Hi, I'm your host, Jessica Peresta, and I'm so glad you're here. Whether you're at home, in your car, in the shower, or wherever else you're listening, grab your cup of coffee or whatever other beverage is nearby and listen in to the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. Today's episode is a coaching call with a music teacher just like you. In my Harmony membership, I do some one-on-one coaching, and I asked these music teachers, you'll be hearing a few of these episodes coming out within the next few months, if I could share their conversation we had in the hopes that someone listening into this podcast, maybe you can relate to one part of their story or several parts of their story, and the advice I'm sharing with these music teachers you'll be able to get some advice that you can run with as well. Now, in the coaching calls, I'm also pointing them to different directions of the membership site, the Harmony membership site, where they can go and access different resources or videos or lesson plans to help them in their planning. But even if you're not a Harmony member, you will get so much good wisdom and tips from this episode where you can apply what I'm saying to your curriculum or lesson plans you're using as well. So I hope you are looking forward to listening into this episode as much as I'm excited to share it with you. And I cannot wait for you to listen in to this coaching call with Joanna Bush. So I just want to listen to whatever you need, any questions you have, and I will do my best to help you through that. And if I don't know the answer, I will try to send you somewhere where I know you will be able to find the answer or the resources Mm -hmm. you need. So with that said, um, if you see me looking down, it's because I'm taking notes. Oh, I don't care. Okay. All right. So I'm just going to listen and then you talk and then we'll go from there. Okay. Well, the only, well, obviously I'm a first timer here. So (laughs) we reported back the teachers reported back last week and we start next week school starts next wednesday Uh, i'm at a private lutheran school so my uh i'm preschool through eighth grade but preschool through sixth for general music and choirs and then seventh and eighth i'm choir um so I have a little bit different, like I hear all the things that everybody talks about or posts in Facebook and whatever, and mm-hmm. way different than my schedule because I have to prepare them to sing in church also. So it's not just, I have 30 minutes each class period to go over theory and history and appreciation. I have to like prepare them for performances all year long as one of my music classes. So I generally meet with like, the grade levels twice a week and so generally the way it works out is 
one time it's the theory, blah, 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 et cetera. And the other time it's like a choir rehearsal. So I, it's just different the way I have to plan it out. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. Uh, um, I don't know like where to filter. Like how filter might be the wrong word. Like how to, I, I was the one last week that said, how do you choose from all the stuff mm-hmm. that's out there? Cause there's so much right stuff. So I think that's where I am like for different grade levels, like my fifth and sixth graders sing like three weeks after school starts. So I'm oh, wow. full on like, I mean, it's only two songs, but yeah, still, like it's full on. Here's the song, learn it, memorize it. Okay. We're ready. You know? Mm-hmm. So they're a little bit different, but like with the littles that don't sing until October, then I'm like, filling in all sorts of stuff and trying to figure out what I'm doing. I mean, I've been doing it for quite a while, but I like to mix things up because I yeah. get bored. Right. So, but that's where I get myself in trouble is I get bored and then I'm like, I want to mix it up. So then I'm going to go look and go down the rabbit hole of, yeah. oh my gosh, there's so much. There stuff. is so much. Yeah. Like way too much. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, and I don't have a set curriculum. Um, we had, like, I wrote my job for this school. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I used to be a first grade teacher full-time and then I had babies and I said, I can't work full-time mm-hmm. part-time. So they did. And I wrote my job. And so basically I just wrote my job based on what I know. Yeah. So, I mean, I do go by standards, but th- I hate to say it this way, but they don't really check up on me. Mm-hmm. No, so, that's true. <laughs> like they don't, They're so busy with all the other things. Right. <laughs> they have going on they never check up on me and mm-hmm. for me it's a very performance based what's the word I'm looking for um I don't know what I'm looking for like, like what requirement or what yeah, they expect like, kind of what they expect as long yeah. as the performance is there and it's good it's not awful then I'm good like they don't mm-hmm. have to check up on me so that's mm-hmm. good and bad you know it's always good and bad to be on your own island but yeah you know so right. yeah and I have a, I have another guy who comes in and teaches, we're adding it this year, um, a keyboarding class Oh, cool! for the fifth and sixth graders. And then he teaches guitar to the seventh and eighth graders. So that's where they get their instrumental. I mean, I do the recorders for third and fourth, but I'm not an instrumental gal. I'm a vocal okay. instrument, but, um, but I know a lot of stuff about stuff. <laughs> right theory and things like that so I geek out on that with Mm -hmm. them so um I don't know I guess just like picking and choosing Mm -hmm. and like I try honestly I tried to look through the harmony uh Mm -hmm. website but we also just moved so I'm like moving like we literally moved into our house last Friday oh wow (laughs) it starts next week and Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to plan all this at the same time Mm mm-hmm so that's where I'm at. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, we'll definitely break some of this down and talk through it because um, I just know that's the way um, I've been in coaching calls and that's honestly what I want to do. Like even for myself when I'm being coached is just honestly being able to talk it out or even mm-hmm. like I'm not a therapist, but you know, like if you go to therapy, like um, being able to talk something out really does help you process things that maybe it is like right there. 
it's like, ah, oh, what do I do? You know, it's like right there, but it's just having someone pull that out and ask you some questions to get you kind of processing through some of this really yeah. does help. So yeah. that's what I kind of want to do with you. So um, I'm going to break some of this down. So since you are at a private school and let's start there, you, you when you see, um, it is going to be different than a public school. Yeah, it's going to be different sure. than a charter school. I my mean, class times are very aware. <laughs> than everybody else's I've heard. Like my kindergartners get 15 minutes. Oh, wow. Because they also have to do Spanish and PE. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they all, K to A is Spanish, PE, art, and music. So mm -hmm. we get little blocks so they can actually teach the other stuff, you know, reading, wow. math, all that mm -hmm. good jazz stuff. So we're shortened. Yeah. Okay. So when I, well, let's start there then. When I taught kindergarten music, I actually had that same schedule. Um, and I don't hear that happening very often. Usually it's the same across the board. You know, everybody, mm -hmm. like, let's say 45 minutes. That's always my go-to minutes. I don't know why. But let's say everybody's 45 minutes. Kindergarten, kindergarten, what we did was I would see them 20 minutes. Then they would go across the hall to PE for 20 minutes. And then, mm -hmm. you know, and so we basically saw them. Um, it was still like a once. No, I think it was twice a week. But the sh class periods were shorter. It was like the same amount of time per week, but they got 20 minutes and 20 minutes instead of one big block. Right. I actually loved it because, it. yeah, yeah, as you know, kindergarten and attention span is very short. <laughs> and Even if you're dancing, yeah. they're still. Yes. Short. Oh, yeah. And you always have somebody like starting to mess around or, you know, yeah. just oh, yeah. can't help oh, but yeah. tackle their neighbor. And um, so I would say with kindergarten, just tons of movement. I mean, obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. teach some standards, you know that, but um, yeah. So let's go, let's go to your schedule. Um, first of all, then we'll talk about like more deeper into how to choose what to use since we covered that at the coaching call with everyone, but it was very short, you know, we kind of right. went through it super fast. Okay. So your schedule one time for theory, one time for choir, um, mm -hmm. two times a week. And so um, how long, are, how long are your, how long do you see the students besides kindergarten? Uh, it goes up in like five minute increments from there. So like first and second is 20, third oh, okay. is 25 and fifth and sixth is 30. Okay. So, okay. So when you are, um, my thought pattern is, is when you see them that second time, when, even if you're preparing choir music that they need to prepare, you can definitely intermingle the concepts yeah into i do a little yeah. bit like hey remember we talked about form yeah perfect yeah, i do that yeah okay i do that okay so schedule wise though i see where you're stuck because it's first of all with all the resources out there you're right there's a lot and let's i'm going to take notes about that too because i want to kind of pick your brain about what you use now okay or what you've used before and then we can kind of go from there so what you don't have a curriculum, but what, what have you used or what are you planning to use this school year? Um, basically, I uh, like I took I kind of rewrote the whole music curriculum mm -hmm. two years ago, like the map of it, not the gotcha. stuff. Um, I kind of rewrote the whole thing. And again, like my boss doesn't know any better, so I can show her whatever and she'll be like, OK, great. <laughs> you know, so yeah not checking up on me per se at all but um so I wanted to rewrite it just to help myself because I was like somewhere mm -hmm. I'm, I'm doing the same thing over and over and over so I want to switch that yeah um, so I switched it up and then I just found stuff to go along with it either either out of my own brain or um originally they had here I forgot what it was called I have it here I'm in my office uh 
music connection books. Oh yeah. Those are so outdated. I was mm -hmm. like, the kids don't like this stuff. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I kept it just to like refer to it. Mm -hmm. um, so I do a lot of um, my own brain, <laughs> find yeah. things, find activities, either on um, TPT or mm -hmm. um, stuff that, like some stuff I've used that they love. So I just keep doing that. Mm -hmm. But it's literally, it's not a set curriculum at all. I just pick and choose from different yep. places, which is probably part of the rabbit hole problem. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's honestly, I don't know if you've heard me talk about this, but my exact story, I started with just an old set of textbooks yeah. and it was now, of course, spotlight on music. Um, so they were like outdated by 12 to 15 years when I started. Yeah. Yeah. But what I did is that, that would be my suggestion is start with what you have first. Mm -hmm. Then you can branch off because here's the thing with the books. You do not. Okay. My student teaching experience the teacher opted to have textbooks for the students and they would sit and do like page 13. And then the next time she's like, okay, we're going to do page 15 today. And I just remember seeing these kids just kind of flip the pages and I'm like, yeah. what in the world? So I, when I saw the text was like, oh no, I bowed to myself. I was never going to do that, but that's all I had. So I said, I'm going to put Jessica's spin on it. And since this is all I have available, what can I do to these with these? I mean, so what I did is I sat, sat down and looked through and said, okay, are there particular songs or speech pieces or movement activities, instrument activities, whatever, whatever, whatever that I can pull from these books, then maybe I can create slides to do with the student, like where they can see them instead of looking in the textbook, I would maybe have the teacher book, but they could, and maybe I didn't create any slides. Um, I was at a very like title one, no income school, and I had not even a Promethean board, smart board, nothing. So a lot of times I would just teach the kiddos songs by rote and yeah, I would, or, you know, um, or I would, I would actually grab bulletin board paper. Cause that's, I didn't have any technology in my class and I would spend time to write all these words, the songs and mm -hmm. have them hanging up when the kids came in. It was very, so when I talk about simplicity, that's literally how I started. Um, but what I did is I would pull because I thought, Okay, the music's kind of cheesy on the CD. Right. It's so you know? cheesy. Yeah. And that's that is. A lot of it's like uh it can just sounds outdated. So, right. but don't be afraid to use because I I've said this before. There's the hidden gems in there where mm -hmm. you teach it where okay. They don't need to hear the CD part, but you can teach a certain song and say we're going to add body percussion to this. Let's add some movement to this. Let's create it together as a class. Or um, can we add our own verse to this song or um, whatever, you know, you just, you can come up with ideas just by finding the resource, the songs and activities in those books that you want to use, then you can put your own spin on it. Right. So um, I wanted to say that first, because I, I do know what that's like to like, okay, all I have is old textbooks. What else do I do? Um, so my, what really does work, and I think I mentioned this the other night, is it takes some work up front, but once you do this, then it is easier and you don't feel so scattered and all over the place, is have a list of concepts. So you already said you you wrote your own, yeah. Um, what yeah, curriculum, like scope and sequence. So look at that. Like, what am I teaching each nine weeks? Or maybe just focus on what month. Okay, what am I teaching this month? I do month to month. Okay, cool. That's fine. Yeah. So for August, what concepts and objectives do I really want to focus on? 
And then I would just on that open that scope and sequence, or maybe even put it in a Google doc form, right? Just like a, you know, running lesson plan kind of looking, um, and then say, all right. So under the concept of steady beat, let's be honest, every song in the history of the world has steady beat in it. Okay. We know that. <laughs> right but, yeah. That's what's hard is you're like, well, I could literally use anything. My so, favorite is when I teach second graders. Yeah. New beat. I have oh a, yeah. I long for that that they request even in sixth grade mm -hmm. which I is know from that. that music curriculum that i have yeah yeah and they'll there's going to be songs that they love to do and want to ask you to do it again and again it's so funny how that happens mm -hmm. um so i would i would literally just know what you need you know what i mean by that like no okay do i have already enough songs and activities to really focus on reinforcing study b at the beginning of the school year do i have let's say you you know you're teaching recorder do i do, am i comfortable with the resources i have right now to teach recorder or do i want to find some extra stuff mm -hmm. that's exactly how i did it because i noticed when i was like it was like um not i guess like squirrel syndrome you know all the new things are shiny object syndrome that's what i was trying to say yeah you know because it is you're like oh my gosh this oh that teacher said this i'm gonna get this this, this. and mm -hmm. finally i said no I put a stop to it because I, for myself, I was getting overwhelmed. So this is exactly the advice I'm getting you is what I did. I said, what do I actually need? What do I need? Like, what do I need to teach? And do I need all of the music books that have folk songs in them? Probably not. Would I ever be able to get to all of them? No. So I'm going to choose something and start with it. But like you said, you can get bored teaching the same thing over and over. So then maybe after three years of doing that same book, then you say, I'm ready to try something new now. I'm just ready. I'm just ready to try something new. So I'm going to put this book to the side and where I had inserted, I'm just using it as an example, folk dances where I had inserted that in my lesson plans. I'm going to buy this new book and change that out. So I think a lot of it goes with your personality, knowing what concepts you're teaching and what you can fill in under those. And then if you are bored with using the same resources, then or teaching the same songs and activities, then you know, then obviously it's time to change some things up because you're, you don't want to get bored with what you're doing, you know? So let's go, let's go from there. Tell me your thoughts about that. And then we'll definitely touch on this other stuff as well. Yeah. Uh, and I should probably, before we do all that, I did not share that I don't have a classroom. Okay. So okay. Well, that's, <laughs> that's another thing. Yeah. So one day a week, the week that I do like the theory stuff, I go to their classroom Okay. So I'm bringing my computer if I need it. Um, I have to write on their whiteboards if I'm, if I need it. Gotcha. So I have to bring it all or make it up. Um, and then the other day, the choir quote unquote day, they come into the small sanctuary. And so we're singing in there. Gotcha. So I have a, I have a rolling whiteboard yeah I have two tvs that i can put stuff on but they're not like huge mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. that all is in there too i forgot to share that part <laughs> okay so that does make a difference yeah. um definitely <laughs> it makes a yeah. huge difference in my brain of knowing how to how to yeah. guide this conversation yeah okay. i would love to have a music classroom so i could put yes all that, you know, as i teach a concept then it goes up and it stays you mm -hmm. know or something mm -hmm. Trust me, I've dreamed all about it. I think my other thing is, um, how do I phrase it? Like I've seen, of course, down the rabbit hole of Facebook, right? Mm -hmm. I've seen teachers like list out like, okay, how do, how do you do it? Do you teach like 
and in your classes, is the whole thing steady beat or do you touch on steady beat and then move on to something else and something else and then you come back to it? Or do you just like solely focus on the one thing? Mm -hmm. I tend to teach just the one, the like one single concept. Mm -hmm. And then of course, you know, like in choir or whatever, here's your steady beat, you know, that kind of deal. But like, I don't, I don't know. I'd kind of like to pick your brain. Yeah. Better, worse. Yeah. You know, I think it's definitely a personal opinion and it goes back to you knowing your personal teaching style and your personality. But I fully believe like we talked about where every song has a steady beat in it. You mm -hmm. could definitely teach rhythm with any song. You could talk about form in any song. You could talk, you know, all of it. So what I do and what I do in the harmony lesson plans even is you have the main concept. So let's say steady beat, going back to that steady beat is what you're really wanting to focus on, mm -hmm. but it's okay to have other concepts you're focusing on as well. Yeah. Like, Hey, while we're on this, I want to, you know, we're going to move into rhythm and we're really going to focus on counting eighth notes next week. So rhythm ties in perfectly to steady beat. But with that said, you don't even have to tell the students with the other concepts, that's what they're learning. They're experiencing and doing it as well. So when you do transition to that new concept, then they're already going to be like familiar with it a little bit. Yeah. So yes, with concepts, like for example, you know, you don't do a unit on, um, well, recorder is a unit, but with rhythm sticks, you don't do really a unit on that. It's incorporated all year long. Steady right. beat, you introduce it at the beginning of the year, but you can bring it up all throughout the rest of the school year. Right. So I do think it's a personal preference and that's why Facebook's good, but it's also some of the Facebook groups are not because it turns into a debate. Sometimes it turns into my way is the best and it's not true. It goes back to what are you comfortable with and what, um, and as you know, even the national standards are very vague. It's just like, here they are, but there's no like telling you when to do anything. Uh, you know, like if you look at a general classroom teacher's standards, it'll say this first nine weeks, this second nine weeks, this third and music teachers just, it's kind of opened up to open to interpretation. Yeah. Now, different schools and districts will come up with their own to break them down by nine weeks, but some of them do not. And so uh, I've tried to do that for you guys in the Harmony. Um, and if you have not had time to go through that, it's totally fine. But in there, the curriculum map, you'll see that I have laid it out exactly how, um, I mean, just because I'm saying focus on a certain concept a nine weeks doesn't mean you can't re you know bring it up in second nine weeks or third nine weeks. Right. Yeah. But yeah, yeah um, I do think that it, there's no right or wrong way. I think it's what you're comfortable with and what you how you want to teach them does that help a little bit yeah okay so on the harmony website yeah i've got like you should see my computer there's like 30 tabs open and i can That's share my screen too if you need me to yeah, I can open that. maybe like what would you suggest be the first step i watched like the welcome video yeah all that good jazz i watched that and then i I put the curriculum map in two places. It's right here under start here section. It's also in the lesson plan packs section as well. So okay. this, I just put it in two different places so you could have access to it in a couple mm -hmm. different places. But here I've done my best to break it down by grade level. And then also, so right here, when we talked about breaking it down by standards, I didn't just say steady beat. I said steady beat with singing and movement. Um, mm -hmm. And then first grade review steady beat, but also focus on strong and weak beat. Mm -hmm. So I would really kind of comb through this. And when you say you want to do one month at a time, maybe for you, and this is exactly when I created the lesson plans to go along with the curriculum map, kind of how I did it. I said, 
Okay, so there's nine weeks. So it would be some teachers start in August, some in September. So we're going to say, let's say for kindergarten, we focus on this, whoops, this part, these standards for the first month. And then the second month, we're going to continue learning the four voices with mm -hmm. echo songs. And we're going to focus on singing, playing, and moving to the beat and rhythm. So I took the concepts and then I kind of, in the lesson plans, they're all covered throughout the nine weeks, but I you know maybe first nine weeks for first grade i focused on the first three mm -hmm. and the second nine weeks i focused on the second three right um okay so uh let's see what else so that's right there that is the curriculum map but what i would suggest for you to do is to just kind of whoops start combing your way through and if you scroll down here a little bit hopefully mm -hmm. yours looks like my screen but um right here the monthly lesson plan packs and teaching resources this is where i would start for you month one and month two got unlocked today but i would start um, just start at month one and there's no behind there's no keeping up there's no oh my gosh i haven't even gone to the first month she unlocked the second month it's totally fine um but what i would do is oh just go through it each at each thing at a time so here's month one and and so right here, it tells you that it tells you exactly the concepts I um, I'm working on. They're working on the I can statements. I'm keeping a steady beat with my body. And this, it says they're going to go over procedures and begin practicing steady beat with movement. Um, and then these are the different procedures we're doing a name game, a steady beat song to a drum. If you don't have a drum, you could even just use a table, especially if you're going to classrooms. Uh, you could bring just a hand drum with you. So that's that. Then there's lesson plans, lesson plan packs. That is what includes all of everything you see in the lesson plans in the Excel, like the Google sheet. They are right here as well. In the third paragraph, you can click here and make a copy and edit them as your own as well. Um, you can either do it from the Excel sheet or right here in the lesson plan pack. So let me just show you. When I click on this and I make a copy, then it opens it up for you to add in any of your own whatever you want to add in and you can edit this as your own and nobody else will see this for you so that this is the lesson plan pack is basically i'm telling you in the lesson plans okay so for example um well at the beginning you'll see i included holidays to consider in month one mm -hmm. there's a culture of the month so there's a couple sites you can um look for different composers of the month for more like modern like this who sampled is a website where you can literally plug in um if you type in beethoven and it will pull up some songs where beethoven different songs of his has been sampled even by modern artists like for example the movie trolls the uh gosh of course i'm not gonna remember who that was greg the da -da 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 so that pulls that song up so students can oh my gosh i know this song and then it just naturally the conversation about greek starts happening um okay so all of this stuff you can read on your own um let's see but down here in the lesson plan pack so if i say the one of the first activities was from my head to feet and in kindergarten when i said the name game that's this one i right here what i do is i kind of break down how to teach it it includes the actual activity here virtual teaching and teaching on a cart um and i do that for every activity in the lesson plan so you can um yeah kind of get instructions on how to do it but there's also this implementation video inside of here as well 
and all this is these are very short they're like a minute or two and i break down exactly kind of what i'm doing now um every lesson how i teach it how to use it and all that stuff and then there's musician i mean composer of the month resources here as well and then these i can posters so you can print these out or just show them from your computer even if you want like if kindergarten's working on i can keep a steady beat you can just have this pulled up so they know that's what we're working on and then the last thing is there's these supplemental materials you can use these are not required actually oops i just went to month two well whatever so <laughs> month two this old man is one of the songs so i just added if you open these from up here right here you can download the google slides and then i made them interactive where we where you push play the old man's face pops up on the screen to keep a steady beat like that but you can edit them as your own if you click on this it makes a copy just like i showed you a minute ago with the um, google sheet i mean google doc and if you make a copy you can edit it as your as your own as well if you want so with all that said it seems more overwhelming than it is and what i did is my goal because I can relate to your story is to provide a way for you to completely have all 36 weeks of the school year completely planned out for you and ready to go if you want to do it that way. So you can even use the harmony lessons and lesson plan packs as a frame of reference and then say, all right, I see where she's going with this. I like this or I have another name game activity I want to do instead of this one. I'm going to put that here instead. Does that help a little bit? Do yeah. you have any questions? I know I talk fast. No, it's fine. Okay. It's like, I don't, uh, like teaching in the church, like when we're not getting ready for a performance, lends its own problem because they're sitting in pews at a front. I fought real hard to get the front three pews taken out so I could have chairs so I could get them on the floor if need be. Yeah. And it's kind of like if I have some on the tv it's not quite visible because they're small um or a whiteboard but then that gets in the way of the floor space so it's hard to like mm -hmm. hard to teach concepts in the church other than just singing possibly some movement yeah well let's look at some of this then okay so for example so i do have movement activities in here but i would if i was you look at the can't find this okay so for example i said while sitting in a circle if your students can't sit in a circle then right here this would be perfect to look at this instead of students sitting in a circle take turns showing you their steady beat and unmute themselves well they're not on the computer so you can instead of students sitting in a circle they can take turns even from the pew maybe one student at a time stands up to show you their steady beat activity or um teaching on a cart well it says students stay six feet apart I, I kept it pretty simple for the first activity and other ones let me show you like i go in a little bit more detail here if you're heading to the classroom um students won't have as much moved room to move they can move to the steady beat in their own personal space if they're not allowed to sing and so i go into detail about maybe what to do if you need to modify this or if i'm saying walk around the room and you're like well that's not possible or i don't have enough space i would suggest you look down here at the bottom where i provided extra tips on maybe how to modify some of these activities for that situation because it is going to be different and if it's not going to be but it's also not impossible so yes singing that's a huge focus of elementary music right 
And, um, but if your students can't get up and move around the room, that's okay. I feel like there's a lot of movement activities that you can modify for kiddos to move around the pew or make it creative. Instead of a circle, maybe they could walk around the pews and come back to their seat or something like that. I think it, it just maybe brainstorm that and say, where do I have space in here? Even though I have pews, maybe I could spread them out like corners in the aisle between the pews and we can do movement like that um if it's a, like a creative movement activity with scarves or something like that now folk dances you may not be able to do that of course for folk dances i did some modifications for those as well yes right here so i said choose one of these folk right. dances circle around the zero um i think i put it twice oh alabama gal and i put some videos you could see them performed but with that said i said Doing a folk dance can be tricky virtually. It's not completely impossible. Oh, you students. So for a folk dance, instead of them standing in a circle and moving in their space in the circle and dancing around in a circle, they can literally just do mirror activities with you. So a lot of it could just be modify it where they're staying in their spot. And so, for example, if it says everybody join hands, maybe you could say partner A, turn around and face partner B. And if they're not allowed to touch because of COVID, just air high five like this. Right. And so, you know, so there are, are modifications. It just takes time to figure it out. Uh, let's see, what did I say here? Instead of students standing in two rows, they can do the modified movement from their seats. So, for example, moving arm side to side, turning in their own circle instead of a class circle, they can turn in their own right. circle. Um, yeah, so things like that. But it's totally up to you and what you're comfortable with and how you want to do things in your classroom. So I hope that helps. Um, ask me any clarifying questions about any of that, of course. Okay, because I know. Um, and so let's go back into, I'm gonna go back to the notes I took. Okay, so tell me what you do when you see the kids for music theory, when you're going into their classrooms, what kind of things are you doing with them already? Um, the biggest, I would say, win that I found out of my rabbit holeage uh was yeah. uh, david rouse yes love him no neighborhood oh right? yes love that thing like i was like okay i'm just gonna try it because yeah. not as exciting when it's just me saying here's a quarter note this right. is what it looks like this is how you draw it this is a head this is a stem it has to be filled in blah 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 but then like having that story they're like all into it i'm like i love oh, it this. so that is very successful i started it originally with second grade i don't know why i chose that grade but i did mm -hmm. and, um i was like i'll just give it a whirl because i generally teach which maybe i'm doing it too slow because again i've seen other teachers um teach notes faster but i generally teach the uh quarter note quarter rest to kinder and then i add the eighth notes to the firsts and then i add half you know and by fourth grade, they have most of them. And then from there on, I just keep practicing and stuff. But I don't know if I should be going faster. I think my kinders could probably handle, you know, the eighth notes, but. Yeah, I think you, it, it goes back to assessing your students. Like, what are they ready for? Classes that are like, oh my gosh. You are yeah. Well, like, yeah. And that's, you maybe have even a kindergarten class who's ready to do more and then a second grade class who's not. <laughs> Right. And so a lot of times what I suggest, is, yes, exactly. It's not based on the grade level. 
I think yeah. it's based on each actual individual class. Yeah. And I'm huge on that. I can't say do the same thing even with all Thurgood classes across the board, even for a teacher who sees six classes, because you'll get frustrated with yourself thinking it's you, but there's just something about that dynamic of those kiddos in that class where there's nothing you're doing wrong. There's just a so weird something. Like, yeah. Last year's fourth grade class, I'm like, people, I've never gotten this far with a fourth grade class because <laughs> you're like soaking it up. So right. keep going. Mm -hmm. So I would say that part of theory is probably like teaching it and then understanding it. Well, understand might not be the word, right word. Teaching it and being able to put it down on paper, they're pretty good at, but I would like to not necessarily compose an entire song, but I'd like to make sure that they're able to like, hi, this is a three, four song. This is what I need in all the mm -hmm. messes to make it work. And like, how do I assess that? Because obviously, like, you got like 10 out of your 24 kids that are like, great. Mm -hmm. And then 14 that are like, what's a quarter note? Like, yeah. how do you, how do you keep the ones that know what they're doing super interested? That's, that is always so hard. There's going to be kids across the board every year. You're never have going to have, I mean, think about a math class. There's kids on all kinds oh. of levels, all kinds of different reading levels, you know, but I think the way to keep them engaged is I really believe that in music, you can group the kids, try to group them together by that, knowing maybe there's a child who's struggling with understanding note values or rhythms and put them in a group with maybe a student who's really great at that and can definitely help pull them along or help mentor them in that small group. I'm just giving that as an example or partner them up with a student who can help them a little bit if you're doing partner activities. Um, but honestly, a lot of it is just not giving up <laughs> and it is just a lot of it is just continuing to present it in different ways. Maybe you've done and remember that you have kids who all learn different ways, too. So maybe you are having them write the note value. Then you're like, OK, for my kinesthetic learners, we're going to clap and pat these notes so they really get an idea. Or maybe I found a really cool video or they can stand up and march to the quarter beat. To the quarter beat, wow, to the quarter note to feel the beat in their feet. Um, maybe next time, okay, so we've done visual, we've done kinesthetic. How can I have them orally learn it? So I would, that's one idea I have is because you never know which connection point might finally, that one student that you know, you're like, I don't know why, how are they not grasping this? There may be one time, one activity finally sticks with them and it's like, oh, I get it. But at the same time with elementary kids, especially the littlest, a lot of the goal is even if they still leave your classroom calling it ta or they still don't understand what a note is but they have felt it sometimes they'll come back into first grade even and then it starts clicking easier just because they were able to experience it and they're able to um recognize it a little bit even if they're not 100 percent sure what's going on so all that to say it yes a lot of differentiating instruction it's tough because you're going to have kids that do move further ahead and others who seem like you're pulling them along with you and you're like, what's going on? And so I think it just, you maybe have some extension activities where if you're doing an activity where it is maybe a worksheet where they're filling in quarter notes and a child or some of your kiddos are moving a little bit faster than the other ones, maybe you have some other activity planned where 
they can do something, maybe it's a music game, maybe it's, um, maybe if you have access to technology, maybe they're able to do something with that. Maybe they are, if there's free time, they, I'm in the same section, the lesson plans, the Harmony Monthly Lesson Plan Packs. So at the very bottom, these are different teacher resources you can look through, but look at these bonus teacher resources. And the one I want to show you is this one. It's called 20 Fun Music Filler uh, Activities. Yeah. So I would just have something like this. Some of these are more whole class and some you can definitely do with um, small groups of kiddos where, okay, we're all done. We're, if you're done with the worksheet, I want you to come back here and take turns, find a partner and you're gonna take turns echoing body percussion rhythms together. Uh, maybe, I mean, what other ones you could use for just a few set of kids, let's see. Um, this is a good activity. So students, this is them being able to practice rhythm. So say, okay, you're going to do opposites. So for example, yes, no, um, left, right. And if your partner says left, 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 you say right, right, right. So these are different activities that they can do. Um, either as a whole class or you can definitely just gives you some ideas. Color to the music. This is such a simple idea, but even your older students love this. Listen to What a Wonderful World, for example, and have them color pictures of what it makes them think of. So have different activities like this, like with music, have them fill in a word for each letter, different things like this. So these are good filler activities for whole class instruction, but also come up with ideas like that for if you have students who are moving further ahead. Maybe they got quarter note down, but then maybe find some resources or activities where you can give them extra practice. Or maybe it's not just writing something again, but maybe they're able to practice something with the quarter note with a partner. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you give them a piece of paper and you're like, okay, now you really know quarter note, compose a two measure. Oh, you can only use quarter notes and write words right. underneath the quarter notes and then perform it for your partner. And it doesn't, and the other kiddos that are still on the first worksheet, it's fine if they don't get to that part because you're still covering the same concept. Just trying to help your wheels turn a yeah. little bit. So I know, I know what it's like to like, okay, I have all these ideas. I don't know where to go with them. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's move to how to choose what's out there. I think we talked about that a little bit, but I want to cover that a little bit more because you're right. It's, there's so much out there and it's so much goodness. Now, here's what I want to say is if you see a resource or you hear about someone's really raving about a lesson plan on TPT or whatever it might be, doesn't mean do not purchase it. But you could even buy it and then say, this looks great, but I don't have time to go through it right now. And I'm going to put it in the go through later pile or whatever, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Because what ends up happening is that will cause overwhelm is because you could have some plans made and they're great. And you have some amazing songs ready to go. And then you have this new resource that you're like, oh, but should I use this instead? And that's, as you know, that's what causes the overwhelm. So I wouldn't say not to buy it. I wouldn't say not to get the resources you find. And maybe you do have time to look through it and you say, okay, there's this activity in here that I really think it's great that I'm going to use in place of something else. But if you don't have time to go through it or you hear of some new websites, like you said, you're already bookmarking them, that's fine. So I would say just go through them when you can. And then you'll slowly be able to start looking through it. And I, I've done that before. I'll have so many different websites bookmarked. And then when I have time to go through them, I'm like, delete this. Nope, 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 nope. Yes, yes, yes. No, yes, maybe. I don't know. And I go through the ones I have time to look through first. And then, yeah. Does that help a little bit more? 
Yes, I just need to get better about remember where I put them. Gotcha. <laughs> like I literally bought some when when TPT had their sale a couple of weeks ago. You know, the twenty percent mm-hmm. off or whatever. I bought some stuff. I printed out the receipt so I could turn it in, and I still have the tab open to remind me that I bought stuff. Right. <laughs> so that's the other problem like organizing if it's like a one page pdf or whatever it might be is like figuring out where to store it yeah gotcha so i would just like a tab on your browser or even start a google drive where you can upload it onto that maybe just name it tpt resources or um resources for study resources for eighth note resources and i know i keep using the same concepts over and over but and then you can have it stored that way organized that way so you can easily go back and find them as well back to your google doc you're going to create right and then from there okay i bought these resources on tpt i have that concept list on my google doc so i'm going to put it there and i'm going to say okay this resources is from tpt and mark where you have it stored on your computer so then all you have to do is open that one page document and know where each resource is for when you do decide to pull it or if you decide to pull it right yeah in the success path after you identify where you're at it's this one yes so um look for stage once you're logged in stage three relieved look for this and because right here there's this mini training about simplifying lesson planning mm-hmm. and steps to te- steps to lesson planning. And this is where I put this in here. So let me show you what this PDF looks like. It basically is just exactly a lot of the stuff I'm talking about now. Go through your materials, organizing it, um, how to organize it, ways to organize it, make a list of your songs, um, plan lessons using a calendar, teach the objectives in a variety of ways. A lot of what I'm saying today, it is in here. That, and then I have this video, but I wanna also show you one more thing inside of Harmony 2. So that's stage three in the relief section, but I wanna show you one more thing in Harmony 2. So a lot of like, for example, if we're talking about lesson planning and pacing, when you click on that section, you'll see everywhere. In fact, it tells you right here, stage three in the relief section. It tells you anywhere that there's, we either talked about it in a video, uh, Facebook Live, here's a back to school checklist. It talks about what, also what was talked about in the videos. Um, the lesson, organizing your lesson plan workshop from this summer, it directs you there. Structuring your class time workshop is right here. Talks about in this video, um, overwhelm from the resources, how to use lesson plans to beat the overwhelm, making the lesson plans your own um, in that video. And then how to transition from one activity to another. So these these topics will just help you with, if you're thinking about something or have questions about something, it helps direct you with where to go inside of Harmony. Um, and then the workshops from this summer as well, if you have not had time to, I would, um, the structuring your class time and especially organizing your lesson plans workshop will really help you as well. And inside of those, there is a, so there's the workshop itself, there's a certificate if you wanted to turn that in for planning purposes, I mean, for PD. And then I did an extra Facebook Live deep dive, which is right inside of the membership site as well, um, right here. And then the slides of what I talked about, I actually provided for Harmony members too. So you can definitely find these in there too. This will help you with organizing your thoughts of how to do that. How do I organize my lesson plans and keep track of it all? 
So I know I just went through a lot, like really yeah. fast. <laughs> that was in the teaching topics tab. Yes. yes. So it yeah. says um, teaching topics and challenge workshop replays. Okay. That whole workshop was the summer and it was, I went in, like a deep dive into how to organize mm -hmm. lessons. Okay. So before we go, I want you to ask any clarifying questions about what anything else you have maybe anything i didn't talk enough about or other questions you have before we go i like i'm still in the schedule mode so that's finally solidified you know covid mm -hmm. friendly slash spanish slash pe slash slash me so that's finally organized so now is like when i was going to officially start planning mm -hmm. so that's where i'm at but i also have to pick songs okay performances so I'm always, I always do the, okay, I got to do songs. And then I pick a few and then I'm like, but I got a plan. So I got to do that. So da, 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 da. Yeah. Very much a squirrel. I don't know why, because I wasn't a squirrel as a kid, but. Well, it's a lot to juggle. And especially like you said, when you are planning for typical te music teaching, and then you're planning for your choir stuff, your okay. the singing stuff. So when it, yeah. when you sit down, okay, let me tell me this. Do you get a plan time? Like during the uh, school year? Yeah, because I have breaks where there's no classes. So yeah, I do. Okay, I was going to say what I would do is structure the way, what do you want to do during your planning? Right. And like you said, sometimes I have to plan for classes, sometimes I have to plan for choir. So that's exactly how I do it. Let's say Monday is the day you plan right. your plans for the following week. Yeah. Tuesday, you finish that. Then Wednesday is choir. What are you going to do with them? Right. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is catch up on anything you missed or anything else that comes up kind of thing. Or maybe Friday is the day you allow yourself to go through the resources. That might be your go through the other resources. Maybe that's the day to go through harmony plans. And that's the day I'm really going to say, I'm going to really work on organizing that Google Doc and making it very organized and um, organizing the plans I've already bought on TPT and put them in folders and things like that. Maybe you take a day each day this year. I mean, each week this year, excuse me, to allow yourself time to organize. And so you're not taking a lot of time out of the school day. You're doing it during your plan time even. That's a good one. Well, with planning, that's the thing too is, I know this sounds kind of kind of weird, but having a plan as you're planning <laughs> helps a lot because right. otherwise what ends up happening is you'll sit down during your plan time and then you're like, well, what do I do today? Yeah. But kind of have a semi idea of, Okay, I'm gonna make. I'm gonna do this on Mondays. This is this is my focus. So mm -hmm. even if I want to focus on what songs am I singing this week for choir, I'm not gonna let my brain go there because I know that's Wednesday's focus. Right. So my brain, I'm gonna allow it to only focus on this one task right now. Mm -hmm. Then there's gonna be weeks where one of them maybe has to take you know more well, yeah. of your attention if it's a program you're working on, right? Yeah. So then you can definitely say, okay, so I don't need to spend a lot of time planning for the class content this week. So I'm going to take that away and I'm going to Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday really heavily work on these songs or plan yeah, yeah. what I'm doing. So I would just, that's what I would do each week is know what you have coming up mm -hmm. and make a to-do list, like prioritize it and say, this is the, the most, um, most important to the least important. And so I'm going to tackle these things first. And let's say there's a week I don't get to this stuff at the bottom of the list. If I don't get to it for two weeks, it's okay because it's down here. So it's not top priority, but it will get done. 
like organizing the TPT resources. It's important, but it's not like I have to do it before school starts, right? Yeah. Yes. I never thought of putting organizing on my list. Yeah. That's a good one. Good job. It'll help your brain for sure. Um, because I know nobody, this is stuff nobody tells you about when you become a teacher. You know, even when you taught first grade, I'm sure it's the same oh, yeah. way. It's just like, yeah, no, I always, time and you're like, what do I do? What do I do during I my plan time? I people like they never taught you in college how to actually do the first day of school. Oh my gosh. Like, like what? I'm in a room of like 20 something little ones. And yes. now, like I planned, you know, what we're going to do, but yeah. like the actual like first day of school. There was yeah. no teaching of that. Like, how yeah. do you do that? When all the classes I took in college were all, I was in there with all, um, every education major. So mm-hmm. it wasn't specific even for, you know, your major. So yeah. you're hearing about what to do with desks. And it was like, ugh. even when I took the teacher practice, it was like, what would you do with the third grade class if yeah. you had this many desks and this many chairs? And I'm like, I wanted to t- write and, you know, took the practice before it was online. Uh, well, I'm not going to have that situation. So here's what, I, anyways. Uh, yeah. Well, if you think of anything else that you have questions about after our call, and I'll send this recording your way um, mm-hmm. after it downloads and everything, let me know. Um, but you're doing a great job. I do want to encourage you with that. You really are. And yeah, to just keep moving forward, keep not stay stuck and say, am I doing it right? This person said they're doing it like this. Does it mean I'm not? Right. Uh, it's to be completely like comfortable with who you are as a music teacher because you're going to see, and you already do, people, uh, let's use Facebook groups as an example, like I said earlier, that their way is the way. Right. No, it's not, it's not necessarily true. And you know what? That may be the way your particular school asked you to do it. Or what is your teaching background like? Like you say you, you have a singing background. That's what you love to do. Well, Maybe they're more instrumental focused. Maybe they're certified in Orf, Kadai, Dalcros, whatever the other millions are. Right. So it doesn't mean that their way's right. That's what they're comfortable with. And that's what they want to do. And you know, you're gonna see people online arguing and they're gonna say it's just a it's not an argument, but it is. Kadai is the way, Orf is the way. No, it doesn't mean either are the way. It means right. who are you as a teacher? So I wanna encourage you that you're doing a great job. And to sometimes if you feel that imposter syndrome creeping up and i'm not saying you are but if you feel that oh wait they're doing it this way should i to question why what where is that thoughts coming from like is, are you thinking you should be doing it that way just because you saw someone else say that or and then think how you are doing it and say well, no my way is fine are my kids learning music yeah am i covering the concepts yeah is it the way they are no but that's okay yeah. and maybe they have some great points but you know your brain does not have the mental capacity to even focus or process through those points right now so maybe just jot down a note or save that post to facebook and say i'm going to go back to that later but i'm not going to let my mind process through that right now because i don't have time in my brain to squeeze one more thing in i'll do it on the days i'm organizing all my stuff (laughs) yes yeah do that Friday or whatever day you choose is you're organizing through your lesson plans and letting yourself look at different ideas from other teachers that they're posting. Yeah. And that's it. You allow yourself one day a week and the other days, nope, don't let myself go there. I don't have time for it. it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, cool. But you're doing a great job. We're excited to have you as a member and uh, yeah, I'm here to support you any way I can. And I mean that. So 
shoot me an email if you have any more questions that come up. All right. Well, have a great day. I'll send this recording your way in just a few minutes. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Awesome. Bye. Well, hey there. Thank you so much for listening into the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. There is an exclusive Facebook group just for listeners of this podcast and any elementary music teacher called the Elementary Music Teacher Community Facebook Group. Come on over and join us there where we have conversations around the podcast episodes and encourage each other each and every week. And also head to my website, thedomesticmusician.com. I have some free resources there that you can download to help you gain traction in your classroom today as well as the blog and the membership site and all kinds of other goodies to help you keep going in your music teaching journey. I cannot wait to keep connecting with you and encouraging you and spurring you on in your journey of teaching elementary music. Hang in there, have an amazing week, and I will see you soon.